0: Ontario is leading the way on SMR development to create a more competitive business environment and clean, reliable energy future. Welcome back. It's Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson. And there was a coming together of Alberta, Ontario, Saskatchewan and New Brunswick today in the news. And they've signed an agreement to explore what is called small nuclear reactors. But it has a fancier name, small modular nuclear reactors. And the premiers have signed an agreement to move forward on these. It's really quite notable that Alberta's also signed on, even though they're so resource heavy, they are doing it as a way to kind of hedge their bets and look towards getting alternative sources. Well, what is this that would bring all these premiers together? And how can a small nodular nuclear reactor help things here? It sounds very, very complicated, a little bit technical, but we're going to learn more about it right now. I would like to welcome Dr. Kurt. Atkinson, who's director of the Center for Small Modular Reactors, also an associate professor and industrial research chair in the Faculty of Energy Systems and Nuclear Science at the Ontario Tech University. Dr. Atkinson, welcome. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. What are these uh, small nuclear reactors? It seems to have uh, some provinces pretty excited about it. What do you know?
1: Well, small modular reactors are like any other nuclear reactor, just a lot smaller. Uh, so nuclear reactors have been in existence for several decades now, here in Canada since the 70s. Uh, here in Ontario, where I'm based, uh, they make up a substantial, they provide a substantial amount of the power to, to the province. But there's one difference. Each of the units is very, very large. More modular reactors are, by their very name, smaller. Uh, They typically uh, will produce uh, electricity maybe uh, to a tenth of what one of the larger units will make, maybe a fifth. It really depends on a different type. There's many different uh, vendors that are potentially entering the Canadian market and potentially providing jobs and uh, prosperity for all of us.
0: All right. You know, as I mentioned, we even have Resource Central in Alberta signing up for this, Jason Kenny. How can they change things? If they're smaller, are they cheaper? Are they more agile? What will they do to this industry?
1: So one of, the, one of the biggest problems that you see in nuclear and one of the biggest criticisms of nuclear is that, is that these big stations, uh, they take a long time to build and they're very expensive. SMRs, they are based on similar technology with many safety enhancements, passive kind of safety, uh, and they can potentially be built in a factory. And you'll have naysayers that will say, uh, you can't build a reactor in a factory. Well, it's been being done for for decades already in the defense sector, yeah? Successfully being operated. Now, these kind of units, they're really well-sized, well-matched to existing coal and gas type uh, power plants. And those are the, those are the kind of critical energy resources we need to get rid of and replace with something that is more carbon friendly. If we wanna look at Alberta, for instance, Alberta makes something like 500 uh, grams of carbon dioxide per kilowatt hour. If I were to look at Ontario, where we have lots of nuclear, we're looking at one hundredth of that, 1%. We're one of the cleanest provinces, one of the cleanest jurisdictions in the entire world for uh, our energy production, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of carbon dioxide, uh, I, I did a I did a little look mm-hmm. on the uh, on the on the grid watch earlier, and I saw mm-hmm. that here in Ontario on this spring uh, sunny day in the afternoon, 62% of our energy was coming from nuclear, and about 28% was coming from hydro, but only 5% was coming from wind and two and a half percent from from solar. They're they're much much smaller uh, contributors now. You'll say, okay, why don't we expand wind and solar? And that's a valid argument, you know. Uh, but one of the problems, as we we've seen uh, over the winter, especially down in Texas, when something perturbs mm. your electricity supply, everything goes out. You don't have heating, you don't have freezers. If you've got an electric vehicle, well, you're finished. Uh, so small modular reactors potentially are a really good opportunity to to replace uh existing uh Carbon intensive energy forms with something that is always on. And that's one of the key things about nuclear power. It has a, what we call a capacity factor. How, how much time yeah, it's,
0: it's always available. Off, it? uh, I, I want to ask you as you're, as you're saying that, you know, there's so much focus, especially now as we're seeing, um, we're waiting for a budget, we're waiting for the government's plan for our economic renewal. As we get out of this pandemic, can these smaller reactors help the country reach its its emissions goals here?
1: I would say absolutely that they can help uh, meet the emissions goals, but not by themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need we need a, a, a multi angled approach to this. Uh, so nuclear with renewables and with energy efficiency. But nuclear is a really important part of that mixture. And we forget that, you know, we talk about economic recovery. Uh, they provide, you know, working in the nuclear industry uh, and potentially in the manufacturing sector. Sector Here I'm in, in, in Oshawa, uh, where mm-hmm. we obviously have a bit of a manufacturing background. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, this is potentially something that could provide uh, good, well-paying jobs, not just to the people that are working in the, in the industry, but the general supply chain and the community around it. But that shouldn't be forgotten. When you build a wind turbine and you stick it up in the middle of a field, It's done. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. They don't
1: necessarily need significant amounts of operators and support to keep them going.
0: You know, is there competition now? You know, you pointed out the situation with the grid in Texas. You just were pointing out wind and wind turbines. You know, is there a tussle or an assail going on over, you know, where to where to concentrate our future when it comes to energy right now?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is, is not to concentrate in any one area. Anybody that tells you that we can just yeah. do it with wind and solar isn't right. Yeah. They are important, but not by themselves. We still will always require uh, sufficient uh, permanent power that's always there, always on, that can deliver for us. You know? but in our lifestyles, unless we want to make significant lifestyle changes, we're always going to need electricity. We're always going to need energy. We think about the heating, we think about the, the aircon in the summer, we think about machines and industry and electric vehicles. We're forgetting a lot of this push towards electric vehicles uh, is going to require significant amounts of electricity, of course. Now, you might be able to offset some of that by uh, being more energy efficient in other sectors, but we're still going to need the, at least the minimum electricity that we're providing now. So what do we do? You know, If we turn off a coal plant to meet our carbon emissions, do you get rid of that electricity? Where does it come from? What happens if it's not sunny? What happens if the wind isn't blowing?
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables. I, I want to yeah. ask you, you know, there are environmentalists who say that this is kind of a distraction. And that if you're going to fight against global warming, you know, you've got to wait for this technology to be proven. What do you say? What's the pushback on that?
1: Well, the point is, people would say that SMRs haven't been proven. And I would say that they've been in operation for 70 years already. Yeah. They've been on submarines. They've been on ships. They've been on icebreakers in the uh, in the Arctic uh, from Russia. So they can be built. They are built. They are built in factories and they work. They are uh, efficient and they are always on when they need to be. Uh, And they're safe. to
0: Yeah. Are they safer? I mean, what what data do you have and how are they safer?
1: So with small modular reactors, you know, people will point to accidents that have happened around the world. We think about Chernobyl. We think about Fukushima.
0: Mm, well, the now, big ones.
1: Yeah. Everybody thinks about this and they will point and say, look, nuclear is unsafe. Now, we're talking about very old designs. Yeah? Uh, SMRs are, are, are designed with knowledge of all of those accidents and incidents and better engineering practices more generally. Uh, and in effect, we engineer out those weak points. One of the issues mm-hmm. that you see with nuclear power is taking the heat away when you shut the reactor down. That's the principal thing. So what a lot of reactors uh, in the SMR space do is they have what we call passive safety. Now, that could be employing things like gravity. You know, gravity isn't going to switch off. It doesn't matter if you have a tsunami. You know, mm-hmm. Gravity is still going to go down.
0: So what you're saying, finally, is it seems to me that what you're saying is some of the things that would make us nervous that we, we have seen in the headlines have been applied in in the science of this now, that you've learned from them and built, and built pushbacks against them and guards against them in, in the new versions of these reactors.
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, nuclear, like any other industry, doesn't sit at one point in time and only think about, the designs and what we have then.
0: Yeah, you adapt.
1: Automotive industry, it changes, it improves. We now have electric vehicles coming on, and I'm sure it will go to something else in the future. You know, nuclear is no different. We learn from the past uh, and apply best practice uh, and are responsible. It's one of the most heavily regulated industries in the world. Yeah,
0: And, And with very good reason, and you did it. You gave us the details on this technical topic and we appreciate it. Doctor Kirk Atkinson, who's the director for Center for Small Modular Reactors, Associate Professor at Industrial Research Chair at the Faculty of Energy Systems and Nuclear Science, Ontario Tech University. That's a hell of a long title, Doctor Atkinson. Really it really <laughs> is. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate Thanks it.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you. For me. All
0: right. There you go. I don't know if we made it sexy, but I learned more about it. We're going to take a break. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson tonight, and we will return. This is On Point, Global News Radio.